Hi, this is James Barclay, and this is the Unprecedented Business Growth Podcast Series. Welcome to the third and final podcast in our series, Time at the Beach, Time Well Spent. We're going to talk today about turbocharging your career growth. I was talking last summer on holiday with a mid-40s senior manager in an expansive international organization. We were sharing a glass of wine and she was explaining that she was charged with successfully expanding the company's growth in Russia, followed by India and the Middle East. She was recounting her frustration that the financial rewards of work, and more importantly, the opportunities for career growth, were passing her by. When I gently asked, how would she summarize her success? She cited an array of tasks and activities she had been a driving force for within her organization in leading towards the completion of certain goals. Yet I walked away from the conversation quizzical about the results of her work and why she felt her efforts had been largely ignored, because that certainly wasn't self-evident from the conversation we just had. We met up over dinner amongst friends later during the holiday, and I explained that I was interested to learn more. I shared an observation that we're often so immersed in our work and the job we're being paid to do that we don't put our careers in the appropriate context. We make judgments about the value others perceive we're contributing to the organization that are clouded by personal biases, such as levels of self-esteem, conflicts over alternatives, favoritism, and discrimination. Yet the facts are often wildly different. We built up quite a trusting relationship over the holiday, to the point that on the last day she asked me whether I would join her at the beach for a little morning stroll while our kids were playing in the surf, for my thoughts on how she was going to demand a meeting with her boss on her return. After a 20-minute monologue, I stopped her and asked, why hadn't she addressed this before starting her holidays? After all, it seemed to be troubling her enormously. She made various excuses about a time travel and conflicting priorities. And I said to her, forgive me for being direct, but you've told me nothing about your career aspirations that you cannot control yourself. She was rather stunned and I explained as follows. We're placed in vulnerable positions when we fail to do the following. Number one, be clear where we want to end up in our career. She had presumed it was her boss's responsibility to show her and bring the opportunities to her throughout her career. Number two, we need to be assertive at demonstrating our success and our future value to others, not concentrating on the inputs and the tasks and activities that we've undertaken. Number three, We need to build relationships and trust with those who can influence today and tomorrow's, not our past career choices. And number four, we need to show that our amortizing content and process knowledge can be readily applied to more valuable, more global, and more complex challenges. The fastest way of doing that is being seen by others as a center of expertise and an object of interest, both within and outside our organization. The fifth point I shared with her is, we need to maintain a high level of self-esteem. Our self-talk is not one of defensive positions on matters of taste, who's to be invited to the executive conference, the different dress sense of our different colleagues, the language that we use, rather one of maximizing the success of our clients, colleagues, and business partners.
And the final point I shared with her is, we need to accurately assess the probability and seriousness attached to the conflicts over objectives and alternatives. As I pointed out to her, and the strength of our bargaining position is based on the variety of attractive alternatives that we have. We pick fights all too often with people and over alternatives that are largely irrelevant. I persuaded her to write down over the holiday three career growth opportunities that she'd be delighted to accomplish in the next six months. Why they were valuable to her employer, how would he be better off and better supported? I role-played the conversation over a happy hour drink, which was a very pleasurable experience. She phoned me on her second day back at work. Amazing. The old curmudgeon, her boss, has agreed to all three career opportunities. Gosh, I'm in a panic now as to which of them I should choose. I told her to pick the first one that came into her head, move, and sit down and evaluate the success with her boss before moving on to the second and third choices. As simple as that. In six months, she'd moved from an adversarial to a collegial relationship with her boss. She was offered a career promotion, membership to the senior management bonus pool, and leadership of a new high-growth market. Her time at the beach was time spent turbocharging her career growth. What are you doing or planning to do during your holidays that will positively impact your career growth? How can you present it such that no one can argue about the return on investment? Take a moment to discuss this with others and do not be surprised how valuable that conversation could potentially be. We've talked over this series about three areas of personal improvement. I know many of you may be thinking, why don't I simply do nothing but stop thinking about work or doing anything about work at the beach? But I think I've made a very strong case where a small modicum of time at the beach can be time incredibly well spent. Enjoy your holidays and don't forget to enjoy the moment. You've been listening to Unprecedented Business Growth with me, James Barclay.